Hello, hello, hello. No, this is not a day that I usually get on or the time, but uh, welcome to those who are coming in, those who are watching the replay. It is Tuesday, but it's for Emotion Monday. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Let the healing begin. So hello, 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 those that are coming on. I know I'm coming on a unorthodox time that I usually come on. Oh, this light is just Jesus. So hello, hello, hello. Speak to me when you come in. I'm going to start. It is late. Now, I'm pretty sure people are enjoying. I don't know. It must have gotten cool outside. I don't know. I haven't been outside all day because I was busy just coming from class. So anyways, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> uh, let's see. Grace and peace. <laughs> welcome. So you guys know how emotion Mondays go, even though it's not Monday again. <laughs> you know, I do have a blog for this week and it's pretty, you know, it's longer than the blogs that I usually write. Usually the blogs I have are like four minutes. This one is five minutes. Um, but our subject is the thirst is real. Um, and right now I am recording for um, the Psalms of My Emotions podcast as well. So for the podcast listeners, um, if I'm addressing people saying hello, <laughs> that's because I am on live viewing. Hi. Oh, <laughs> hey, Tarina. How you doing, girl? <laughs> And for my um, podcast audience, thank you, thank you, thank you. Those that are tuning in, I see the numbers. I see who is tuning in, South Africa. You know, we have Australia. We have Ireland. Thank you so much <laughs> for pushing play. Share, you know, with if you enjoy the show, share. Share with your friends. <laughs> good evening, good evening. So I'm going to I'm pulling up the blog right now. The thirst is real. We're going to be talking about the woman at the well. And listen, y'all, I've been having this in my belly for a long time and God had not wanted me to release it. And I wanted to do the podcast and the live uh, the live yesterday. But for some reason. I had got busy all of a sudden and I'm just like, man, now I know y'all might be looking for me on. Oh, wow. Let me see. I'm trying to pull up my blog and it's not pulling up on here. Okay. I see it. All right. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. So I just put out the blog not too long ago. You guys probably have a chance to read it. So I'm just going to go ahead and get started. Um, has anyone ever read about, you know, the woman at the well? Usually, you know, for 
at Christian conferences or women's conferences, you know, it's always, uh, you know, usually we talk about the woman um, with the issue of blood. <laughs> and, you know, the woman at the well may come up, but, <clears throat> you know, um, I feel that, you know, there's not a lot of people really speaking about the need to really just like, you need Jesus at the end of the day. You need Jesus at the end of the day. And you y'all know I go full circle and I'm going to point back to Jesus every time. Jesus is the answer all the time. So I'm, I, you know, I'm not ashamed to, to say that. And this piece of hair just keeps on sticking up. But anyway, so let me get started, y'all. So y'all won't be on here with me all night. Uh, <laughs> uh, what if you encountered something that will change the whole way you look at life and what you crave? Some of the most life-changing moments come unexpected, but are imperative for the trajectory of our lives. Join me as we visit the Samaritan woman life-changing experience at the well. I'm so excited uh, to get into this. Uh, happy Women's Month to all the women out there. I hate to leave out the men out these last weeks, but as stated before in previous blogs, God is doing something spectacular with the women. How many of you guys know, like we see it, you know, God has something so special for the women. And, you know, not to jump ahead of myself, the reason why I want to talk about this is, you know, in the midst of God doing something great in store for the women, we have to have a foundation. You know, if God is doing the work in us, if God is providing this direction, this this launching, guess what we have to stand on? We have to stand on Jesus. We have to know him. Amen. We have to know him. How if he he's the author of these things going on in our lives, you, you will want to know the author, right? The creator, <laughs> the one who created this whole thing. So, you know, I think we bypass that. Sometimes we can just go, go, go and forget that, you know, forget the creator, forget we, we, we start to rely on our own, you know, instead of just latching on to, to God, to Jesus. So, like I said, let me continue on. God is doing something spectacular with the women. There is something special about the woman, what the woman offers to the world. He definitely sees us as a valuable asset to his plan and in so much that there are various stories of how the encounters that they face change their lives. You know, we see that in the Bible where women, when they encounter Jesus, you know, their lives were never the same. Never. You know, I think they took so fast to Jesus directions faster than the men. <laughs> how many of you guys agree to that? Um, I don't think they really truly fought against. Maybe Martha may have got a, gave him a little tug, you know, whatever. But more so, women were really kind of submissive when it came to Jesus. And they kind of took more direction into what he said. Yes, yes. See, you guys agree. <laughs> I wanted to focus this blog post on the Samaritan woman at the well. She was unlike the woman with the issue of blood that ran out, ran out of physicians or resources to aid in her healing and went in pursuit to be healed, this was a woman that received what she needed unexpectedly. So this wasn't a woman that was looking 
for Jesus. This woman, like, um, you know, was unexpectedly changed. So, you know, I want you guys to keep that in mind. I, I, and I'm going to say this as a uh, prophetic juncture, gesture for where God and what God is doing with women. There's going to be an unexpected change in your life. And it's going to point you to God. You know, there might be some things that happened in your life and you didn't expect it. And, and all roads and all things are going to point to Jesus as the answer, as the starting point, your launching pad of where, you know, for your destiny, for your purpose. It was through this encounter that her life was evaluated. You know, I don't think we we kind of know that part, how her life was evaluated. God, Jesus read her in the most loving way. <laughs> he read her in the most loving way possible, you know, and she received it. You know, my hair is doing something just so weird. But anyways, uh, the text about the woman starts from John chapter four, verse seven, with the woman coming to the well to draw water. Some researchers suggest, according to historical traditions, that she was an outcast due to fetching water all by herself. The woman was fetching water in the noonday, the time of day indicated in the scripture when Jesus came to the well. So that's how we come about. You know, this was noonday which by tradition, the women usually come as a group to the wells in the morning, sort of like a congregating at the water cooler type of thing. You know, this is where their social hours. So with her being by herself, getting this water in the noon, that, that it would suggest that she was an outcast. You know, maybe people knew that, you know, she was with these men, you know, that she was, all she wanted to do was just be with this man, be under these men. <laughs> You know, maybe the town just like didn't respect her. You know, we don't know. We don't know the background story, but from this historical, um, how this is positioned, we could tell that, you know, she was kind of just ostracized or, you know, outcasted. So you all should know by now that I am a word person. And I had to look up what the meaning of well was in the dictionary. Yeah, I had to look at what well was. A well is a source from which something may be drawn as needed. I want us to keep in mind at this point and picture what wells we are currently drawing from. So I want you guys to think about that. What wells are you drawing from? You know, so this is a, a it's a source from which something may be drawn as needed. So just think about, you know, what do you feel like gives you strength? Um, that you feel like that you absolutely have to, you, you have to have it. It has to happen. You have to do this. You have to do that. These are considered, you know, the natural wells. What sources are we drawing from that we feel will, that we feel will fulfill and sustain us outside of Jesus? Let's be honest. You know, sometimes you may feel like something will, is better than really just just focusing on Jesus, just really, you know, that will sustain us outside of Jesus. I, you know, I, okay, Jesus, I know what you're saying, but I just need some money. I need money. When all you may need is for Jesus to tell, you know, to tell you what to do with the money. Okay. Yeah. You get the money, but you know, you have no guidance. 
that's a resource, but you need the source. Amen. <laughs> I may be getting a little ahead of myself, but I just want to pin that there for a second to ponder on. As we read on, Jesus asked a Samaritan woman for a drink. This was off-putting to her because Jews has not, had nothing to do with Samaritans, you know, at that time. Nothing to do with Samaritans. Now, this is another point to ponder on when Jesus answered the woman. He answered her. Uh, Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. So Jesus is basically lays out a bit of bait for the woman to see if she will bite or be ready to receive the life changing message he had for her. How many of us have ignored the bait that God leaves us that will bring us closer to him? that will get into the knowledge of him. You know, there's bait all around. You know, some people are being baited right now in this season and they're ignoring that 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 road to transformation, that road that will help you get to where you're supposed to be at. So, you know, to me, it just seemed like this was a bait. I'm just going to throw this out here. Her, her, her best response should be, well, what are you talking about? What she did and what she did. You know, she was intrigued by it. She could have just been turned off and like, man, this man talking crazy. He talking about some living water. He talking about something that he could give me, you know, whatever. <laughs> so Jesus, Jesus is basically lays out a bit of bait for the woman to see if she will bite or be ready to receive the life changing message he had for her. Of course, she answers with a natural answer, telling him that he has no bucket. He, like you ain't got no bucket. You ain't got no rope. And the well is deep and then asks how he would get this living water. You know, so she's asking questions. And that's the thing. God wants you to um, ask some questions. God loves questions, you know, because he knows you're thinking. He loves it when you ask some questions. So when you go in prayer, you don't go in prayer having the answers. You go in prayer and you ask questions. God, why do I feel like this? What's going on? You know, why can't I get this right? What's going, you know, he loves that because then that means you're thinking and you're acknowledging and I'm going to get into that. Now, not realizing and evaluating the word living attached to the response. So she didn't even really take it to account that he said, I would give you living water. You know, in my mind, I would have been like living you know, well, well, what does it do? You know, you think living is breathing, it's, it's, it's moving, it has life, you know, like, okay, what's with living water? You know, so she didn't even think about that. She just was looking at the natural stuff. Um, not realizing, evaluating the word living attached to the response. Jesus was offering something that was alive. Jesus answered the woman, letting her know that everyone who drink drinks his water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I oh will never be thirsty again. But the water that I give him will become in him a spring of water, satisfies his thirst for God, welling up, continually flowing, bubbling with him to eternal eternal life. So he basically broke it down. You know what it was to have living water, and this was John chapter four, thirteen to fourteen. I'm doing a little Bible walking, but I'm going somewhere, y'all. 
because you have to know this whole context of how this conversation went. Uh, the text then goes on to the woman finally being sold with what Jesus was talking about. And she asked for the living water. Y'all, she asked for what she didn't know she was asking for. You know, the way, the way to eternal, wait, let me see. The way to eternal life. She stated that she didn't want to be thirsty any longer. So she knew she was, it was this thirst. It was something that was off putting. Like he offered something that I won't be thirsty for anymore. So what is it in your life when Jesus offers this thing? And like, are you totally surrendered? Like, are you totally tired of thirsting and craving after this thing? After what you, you know, in this context, you know, let's, let's get on the men. So, you know, we're so, the singles, maybe just so thirsty to be married. I, I think that's a good example. I hate to use it so often, but that's a good example. You know, so thirsty for marriage. So thirsty to have someone that you feel like that this will be like you're, you're the end all, the end all. Hey, once I get married, you know, all my needs will be fulfilled. I won't be thirsty any longer. My earring fell off. I won't be thirsty any longer. But from personal experience, I had that happen to me. And I got married and the thirst still continued on because, you know, I didn't have Jesus there. So, you know, just knowing and sometimes God will prove to you that that thing is not enough and he will let you go through some things. He will let you go through it to let you know that that's not enough. Like, you don't, you, you won't know it until you go through it. And that's another thing. We can't get mad at Jesus that we, that he allows us to go through things because sometimes it needs to be proven that that isn't it. That ain't that. <laughs> that isn't it. What you've been thirsty for left you more thirstier. All right. <laughs> left you more thirsty for, you know, something else. And it's like, you can't, you don't even know, you know, that you're thirsty for something and you keep replacing with something else. So let's say you get married and then it's not fulfilling. Then, okay, well, next is a baby, you know, now I got to have a baby and well, I'm not content. Well, now we need a house and well, now we need more money and now we need a job. We need this. We need that. We And it just keep on building. But you're not realizing that you keep being thirsty. What is, you know, sometimes we don't, we don't know what it is. You know, we don't. And that's why God lets us go through things. You know, he continually lets us go through these things. So that we can just, you know, kind of just knock that out of our minds that, okay, God, this ain't it. So he waits for us to come to this decision <laughs> that, wait, this ain't what I thought it was. I did want it, but now that I'm here, it could be anything. You know, I go from relationships to, you know, it could be promotions. You get that promotion and it wasn't like how you thought it was. Now you want to go higher. And then once you get to that higher height, you get more thirsty. Something is missing. Empty voice only he can feel. Exactly Tuesday. Anything in this world that we, you, you, it's not, it's going to be empty because if you don't take Jesus with you, you're going to always want something. You're going to always want something. Like when is it going to come a time where he's enough? 
you know, when he is enough, we have to know in this season that God is enough. And I keep on saying it. God is enough. All right. <laughs> um, she stated that she didn't want to be thirsty any longer in this moment that she really realized what was going on. Isn't this how we are with God? We ask him for something that may sound good without knowing the cost. Without writing the rest of the scripture down, I will just run through what happened. <laughs> Jesus then told the woman after she stated that she indeed wanted the living water. So she was open because Jesus, you done sold this so good. I'm tired of being thirsty. I'm tired of these men not be fulfilling in my life. I'm tired of this job you know, not fulfilling. It's, it's, it's a hole. I don't even know what it is. I'm tired, you know, of just, just keep on adding on. And it's just like, it's not doing anything. It's actually doing more, you know, it's being so much more worse than good. Uh, Jesus then, uh, let me see. Jesus then told the woman after she stated that she indeed wanted the living water, and he then said to go call her husband and come back. Now, you know, Jesus know what was going on with that woman. He knew she didn't have no. He knew. He knew the situation. So my thing was, this was a setup to see what she was going to say. How many of us defend our thirst? Like we defend like we know we're still empty, but we 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 just act like it's okay. Because in this instant, you know, we're going to go into her answer, you know, because she did say she admitted she didn't have a husband. She said, I don't have no husband. In that moment, she could have just been like, okay, because in her mind, you know, she could have been like, this man I'm with is going to be my husband. I'm going to make him my husband. <laughs> but he was kind of trying to see where her head was at. I want to see if you're open to receive what I just offered you that you said yes to. How many of us have told, said yes to God in an emotional moment, but we don't even know what we said yes to? You know, you know the feels in church. We we'll go church, you know, just the emotionalism sometimes of it all. We say yes to God, God, your will, God, your way. And then when it's time to just roll that thing out and really to be honest so he can deliver you, now we want to retract. Now we want to just lie about situation like like I don't know what's going on. You know, <laughs> like I don't know what's going on. And he knows everything that's going on. So I feel like in this moment, he was just trying to see you going to tell me the truth. All right. Jesus then told her that she was correct. She did not have a husband. So this allowed him to go deeper into her situation. He said, you know, in fact, you don't have a husband. In fact, you had five husbands. And the one that you're living with now is not your husband. So he like, since you didn't open up this door, let me dig a little deeper into your situation so you can get delivered. <laughs> so you can get saved. And then he told her again that she was telling the truth. It's something about when he was just kept telling, kept saying, you're telling the truth. That's right. You're telling the truth because in that moment, she could have lied. All right. She could have lied. How many of us just think we could just hide from God? We just going to lie. We just going to act like 
We, we feel like we can hide from the people, but God sees all. You know, and she didn't even know who this was, but you know, something in her was led to just like, he's offering me something. I don't know what it is. And I'm being compelled to tell my truth. All right. Um, he again told her that she was telling the truth. In this instance, the Samaritan woman was confronted with her situation. How many of us in this season, God is trying to, to get us together before he releases a thing. He's trying to confront us with our situation. Like, do you know that where you're at is not right? Do you know that where you're at is, is continually to make you thirsty for things that are not of me? Do you know that? And we try to run away from it. We don't want to face the truth. You know, God wants us to face our situations head on. So women, you know, God wants to, to do better with you. He wants to release so much, but we got to know where we're at. And we got to be honest in where we're at. All right, because this is how deliverance happens. Deliverance happens when you're really truly honest of where you're at. And in this context, when he says, you know, in fact, she had five husbands, that doesn't literally mean that she was married. Let's get that. That means, and I remember learning this when I was um, when I was in church when I was younger. And our Sunday school teacher, you know, I was in the young adult, I mean, not young adult, but I was in a teenager class. And she was saying like, you know, she wasn't literally married. She was with these men and you know, that's considered being married. You lay down with the man, you're, you're considered in God's eyes married. You know, so I went kind of old school with that. Cause you know, sometimes we think we could just do what we want to do. And it has no consequences to it. That's why there is soul ties. That's why there's soul ties. And God considers, you know, it's just not one flesh when you're at the altar. That's why what they say after you get married, you exchange your vows. What is it? You be, you consummate. What does consummate mean? You consume each other, right? So you're one flesh. So in that context of being one flesh, you're married. So she was with these men. So he's just kind of telling you. And in her mind, I'm pretty sure she's like, I didn't have no ceremony, you know, married. You know, what does this mean? So I just wanted to get into that for some that may need it clarity on that. It went deeper than that. You know, he knew that she tied her soul to these men. Um, Let's see. Uh, in this instance, the Samaritan woman was confronted with her situation and this encounter at this source of trying to draw from what she needed. She went into self-evaluation mode. So she was caught up, y'all. She was caught up in drawing from a place that she usually gets what she needed. You know, just, hey, I'm fulfilling this thirst, you know. She had an encounter. And like I said, I, I believe so strongly that whoever's going to watch this, whoever's going to watch the replay, whoever's going to listen to the podcast, you're going to be confronted unexpectedly. You might not even be looking for Jesus. And I'm just going to decree and declare that, that God, that there is some just 
supernatural confrontations, encounters with God. Like in a place where you didn't even know that you needed him. And he's going to show right up in your situation. In your thirst, <laughs> he's going to show up. Um, she went into self-evaluation mode. So in that, she was being self-evaluated. Uh, Jesus appeared to be satisfied that she was able to tell the truth about her situation. Can we evaluate our situations and see the things that we once were thirsty for as something that no longer serves us any longer? This may not be a popular blog for some, but it is needed for all. This thirst for things other than God is indeed real. And these are things that, you know, the enemy uses, you know, to take us away from God. You know, he entices us with riches. He entices us with fame, you know, entices us with uh, things that our flesh wants. So, you know, the thirst for things other than God is indeed real. You know, that's why I entitled it. The thirst is real. The temptations is real. You know, the holiest of the holiest goes through a fight with the flesh. We go, if you flesh, you you breathing, you got to fight. You got to fight every day. As Jesus stated that everyone who drinks from this well will continually be thirsty. Thirst by definition is a sensation of dryness in the mouth and throat associated with the desire for liquids. Also the bodily condition as of dehydration that induces this sensation. So you see the definition of thirst. It, it gets so bad. To be thirsty is to be desperate. And desperation will lead you into desperate relationships and desperate situations. I'm going to read that again. To be thirsty is to be desperate. And desperation will lead you into desperate relationships and desperate situations. What are you thirsty for outside of Jesus? Again, I'm going to ask it again. <laughs> what are you thirsty for outside of Jesus? Because these thirsts outside of Jesus will lead you into desperate situations. Desperate situations, desperate relationships. And you're only going to become more thirstier. <laughs> What keeps you going back, but yet has yet produced any contentment in your life? You know, it got to come to a point where you just like, this ain't fulfilling. Like, this ain't fulfilling. And I would want to encourage in this point that when you get to that point of being tired of where you're at, you know, ask God, you know, like my, my whole turnaround point for when God really blew through and sent the world within my life, I opened up that door and said, God, there's got to be more to life than this because I was continually being thirsty. I had the husband, had the house, you know, that I wanted, but this wasn't it. It just wasn't it. Um, let's see and read this question or the statement. Most times it's the need to be loved when he is the greatest love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's what happened with the woman at the well. You know, she was looking for love. 
she was looking for love in all the, you know, the wrong places or however she can get it. You know, that's what she was doing. That's what she was doing. And if that was enough, she wouldn't have been going from man to man to man. You know, the one would have been enough. <laughs> but she kept going from man to man to man. And we have to be careful sometimes saying that we want to be married because like I said, that's not going to quench the thirst. You know that that's the end game. Like, okay, I'm married. This is the end game. No, you're going to find yourself discontent when Jesus is not in the forefront of, of that marriage or of that need to be marriage because, you know, God puts people together for a purpose, for a function. You know, so if you're married is to serve as, you know, maybe the big thing ministry that he's giving you, you can't do it by yourself. You know, you need to help me. All right. Uh, the fact of the matter is that it just what uh, what keeps you going back, but yet has yet produced any contentment in your life. The fact of the matter is that it just won't. As Jesus clearly stated in his parable about the well and the water, anything that you use as a source and has made a life source outside of Jesus will leave you still longing. Let me read that again. Anything that you use as a source and has made a life source outside of Jesus will leave you still longing. So what are you still, are there things that you're still longing for? That you've made like, Hey, all I need is this, but it just keeps you longing. Like Jesus is telling you, if you have him, if you are, if you allow him to come into your life, you will not thirst any longer. So if you find yourself, oh, oh, you know, Jesus is my everything, but then you're still thirsty for something over here. Something is wrong. You know? So when this encounter, this so with this encounter, this woman's thirst changed from the things of the world, the life she settled for, to the thirst for eternal salvation, and she didn't even know it. She didn't even know it. It's that simple. The road to salvation, to accept salvation, is just that simple. You know, receive it. That's all you have to do is receive it. Uh, she was open to God speaking to her, ministering to her, and she wanted what he offered, which was salvation. Then she went back. Look, y'all, now this is the other thing. She then went back to her town. This woman that was an outcast that changed her thirst in so much that she left her water jar at the well. So look, as a symbolism that my thirst has been quenched, the water jar was left at the well, this place where she felt like I, I, this source where I feel like I have to keep on coming here. You know, so what well are we drawing from that we just keep on going to? We keep on going to and we doing it by ourselves. You know, um, so she left the water jar at the well and brought back a testimony that convinced an entire town to come see a man that told her everything that she has done and say that he is the Messiah. What a transformation. You know, she went to that town and said she didn't just say, oh, come see the Messiah. She basically told her testimony. 
in just that little second. This man told me everything that I did, which means I was at fault. So I know whatever y'all probably know about me, I know that I was in the wrong. But he knew about it. You know, I think he's the Messiah. That's what she was saying. So I'm writing all of this as an evaluation tool to prepare for what God has in store for the women. But to remind us all that the foundation starts with Jesus for a fruitful future. And that's the end of the blog. But, you know, I wanted to just, uh, you know, some things that I say on here and that I do, like I said, it's just all about Jesus at the end of the day. All roads lead to Jesus, you know, especially here. And I'm a witness of that fact. I'm a witness. Like, I'm not sitting here feeding y'all whatever. Whatever may sound good, whatever may feel good. You know, I want people to have, you know, and as far as it's just being a woman, I just want people to have what I know he can offer. And there's nothing like peace and a peace of mind. You know, there's nothing like joy where you can't even track it. Like you don't even know where it's coming from. Like I just feel this joy. I just feel this peace. And, you know, there is nothing that this world can give you that could, that will take that away. Like there's nothing that anybody can say. There's nothing that anyone can do, you know. And the joy that you may have experienced without Jesus, once you get into Jesus, it's not the same. It's not the same, you know. And I'm sitting here speaking as a single woman, single woman. You know, not married yet for the, you know, I was married before, but you know, not married, remarried. And <clears throat> I am content. And I think a lot of times we just feel like we, we, okay, I get married and then I'm going to be okay. It's like, you just need to be all right with Jesus right now, where you're at. Even if you don't have enough, a, a lot of money, you need to be all right with Jesus right now you know you need to know that he is enough he is enough and the answer is him that's it that's your foundation and it's like once you have that foundation that he is it he is all everything else is a bonus i think i've said this before everything else is a bonus you know you won't have to worry about cars and houses and money and because that's a bonus as long as you're doing what god tells you to do you ain't got to ask for none of this other stuff he gonna give it to you i'm a firm believer of it you don't have to you know i know they say you know if you don't ask you don't receive stuff like that that's a, a very light work for god you know, he just wants you to be obedient. Yes, the answer is him. The I mean, when you think about the answer, come on, y'all. Let's look at this the, the answer, the definition of the answer. Y'all know I'm a definition person. The answer. A thing said, written, or done to deal with or as a reaction to a question, statement, or situation. You know, so it is way. I don't like that. That Let me see. I like Webster. I like Webster's stuff. I just pulled that up really quick. But I like um, 
a correct response, a reply, something done in response to reactions only. And, you know, it's just that he's the answer. He's the response. He's the response to everything. You, you, you going through heartache, you going through, he's the, res the, the response is him. He's the answer. And that's it. It's simple. You just have to have faith to know that and to believe that. You know, that he will be that that water that, that you know, that you need and you won't be thirsty for anything. Like, imagine just not waking up and not feeling like you need that man anymore. Like, you just felt like we are, I think we've all kind of been there. You know, you're in a relationship and you just feel like, oh, I don't know how, how I'm going to feel if you leave me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do if I if I lose my job. I don't know what I'm going to do. And it's like when you believe and have faith and know that Jesus is just the answer to everything. It's just like, you know, well, God, this must be in your will. You must, you know, you must be doing something. I always like when God does things. Um, it cannot be in my favor, but I love it that he moves things in such a way that I'm anticipating what he's going to do next. Yes. Exclamation point to every question and void. Absolutely. I definitely know he is the answer. Absolutely. So it's like, I love when, he, you know, I'm to the point right now in the maturity in my walk with him that if he moves something out, he moves something away. Oh God, what you going to do next? Because he knows in my heart that I love him so much and I know he's the answer. Oh, you gonna you gonna do something better. You gonna do something. You're not gonna <clears throat> leave me in this situation. Like I said, you're just being, and I mean this situation keeps letting you down every time. And I keep going back to men because this is the, you know, as I'm speaking to women, keep going back to men that, you know, well, maybe if I do this and and you know, just depending on him. When you're not dependent on him, Jesus, <laughs> like, you know, nobody should have that power over you, you know, except for Jesus. <laughs> so that's all that I had to say. And if anybody had any questions or anything, like I said, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I really don't know who really needed this because it had been on my heart for like a month. Um, and like I said, if you want to go and read about the woman at the well and get <clears throat> what God is trying to tell you about it, but just to know that Jesus is the answer and I'm praying for unexpected en encounters, you know, that you may be just really in a rut. You're tired. You may be like this woman at the well. I'm assuming she probably was tired being where she was at, being ostracized, being outcasted. And Jesus came at the right time. Didn't even know. Didn't even know. You know. <laughs> so you guys, I thank you for tuning in. Um, I will do a surprise. Um, you know, like I told y'all, I was going to do more podcasts without the videos more often. But I'm going to do a podcast on a trip that I just did this weekend. A guy gave me a, a, you know, some insight, you know, so I'm going to call it um, breaking up the monotony and, 
you know, I went to San, San Diego Saturday and came back Sunday. So it was a really quick day trip um, that I went with my friend, um, my really, really good friend. And she, you know, we, we took pictures, we sat at the beach and it was just such a needed change of scenery that I needed. Um, and God did speak and, you know, really just got me together and I can't wait to share. So you guys stay tuned as I tell, you know, just share that adventure <laughs> on my podcast. So thank you guys for tuning in. Let me put up my little uh, things that I have. You guys just share and comment. Um, you know, if you're watching the replay, if not, you can share it or, and you watch the replay, you can share it as well. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, if you want to catch the replays or get notifications when I get on, you can follow me on Instagram, Relinda C. McCoy. Um, sometimes people just want to ask questions. So, uh, you can contact me, Relinda McCoy at the pfme.com. And also, like I said, I am recording for, uh, my podcast as well as I'm doing these lives. You can do Apple, Google, Spotify, um, the other things I didn't put on here, Amazon Music. Uh, my hosting site is Podbean. Uh, that's a good, you know, site if you just want to listen from there. Or you can go on my website. If you don't know how to work any of these platforms, go on my website and go directly to the tab where it has podcasts. And you can listen and subscribe from there. It's pretty cool. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, enjoy the rest of your night. And I will see you next week or sometime this week. All right, guys. <laughs> have a good night. And I'm trying to end it. <laughs>